Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for coming, all seven of you. We really, we, it's, it's half the crowd. It's good. Right? Right. How are you? We'll st- I'm oh, good. You got we lights. Can, we can't talk before. Yeah, we have a bathroom now, too, hey. by the way. It's our bathroom's grand opening. So <laughs> everyone poops for free tonight. That's until <laughs> next week we're going to charge. All right. Are we ready? How's my hair? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... Stab! Stab! Hello! Welcome to Stab! Right here at 1710 Broadway at Stab Theater. Stab it, Stab. Uh, you guys ready to meet your contestants? All right, sitting right here, almost on my lap. Mike Sella, Mike Sella, yeah. Yes, right next to him, Kyle Littleton. Kyle Littleton. Next to him, Brett Stoltz, Brett Stoltz. And down on the end, Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones. I am the host. John Morris Ross the Fourth. That's how I'm branding myself these days. That's <laughs> not to get confused with the rest of my family who's dead. Uh, who's also here tonight? My dad's ashes right here. I can show you. Well, no, I won't show them to you yet. But whoever whoever does the best on stab gets the ashes. That's nope. the the stab mascot is my dad's ashes. Yeah. I think some some shows give you apples. <laughs> some shows give you ashes. I, now you can flush them down the toilet. Apples to ashes. It just sounds like a really <laughs> bad documentary. <laughs> that, okay. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, meet the contestants again. Mike, how are you? Hey, John. You're good. <laughs> I am good. You knew that. How'd you know that? You're good. That's cool. You can read mine. You're very good. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for coming, doing it. We're, we're back on track as people. Yeah. You and I. I just went to Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh. Where, uh, where were they? Uh, just this little community theater, uh, like small, like seven, eight people were there. Oh, good, good, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Golden <laughs> One Center. Yeah, those guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> they were worse than the Kings. They, yeah. <laughs> they do have a Netflix special, too, that if you guys want to watch it and take a nap, it was, no, that's mean. Okay, it's It was basically they were doing their Netflix special for people who were too old to work Netflix. To have enough, right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know what smart TVs are. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thank you for your time. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Littleton, it's your first time ever on the show. Yeah. Did I, you're looking at me like I said your name wrong. No, no, you said it right. Should I not? Did I yell? It, why are you <laughs> staring at me intently? I don't know. I feel like uh, possibly a little scared to be on the show, possibly mad about the show, so it's a little mix of both. You're mad about the show? Yeah. Why would you be mad about I kinda the show? I kind of thought it was a stand-up show, and then I realized today, oh, no, it's not a stand-up oh, show. Oh, you didn't. So you there's been a lot of writing today. There's been a lot. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, well, sorry about that. No, we're like you and Stella. We're now good as well. So. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Damn. All right. Well, uh, we we will be holding a fight club after the show. So, uh, Brett Stoltz. Yeah. Ha. Huh? We're good. We're, we're good. good. <laughs> we're good. There's Even no bad blood over here. I didn't show up to your barbecue last That's weekend. That's fine. You're dead to me in that regard. I, but yeah. In a professional setting, we're good. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, Brett, have you been on the show since being a father? No, I have not. Well, it's uh, all dad shtick. It's all I've daddy. Got. 
Just poopy diapers. Uh, what am I going to uh, do? <laughs> I ignored your prompts is what I'm trying to tell you. You right ignored the Very good. You're a hack. Oh. I don't know what you're doing. So. Oh, I, I knew that, too. <laughs> there were a lot of people you. here for the last show. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure if he was a dad or just dressed up as a dad. So <laughs> uh, nice. There we go. All right. Dad Halloween. It's a roast now. It's a roast show. Now. Does, we love each other. You and the crowd. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. Jesse Jones. Yeah. We're taking a long time on this intro. That's all right. I'm going to edit it all out. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Stab. <laughs> there we go. There we go. This first segment, uh, it's called Reorganization. Uh, please take this existing acronym. Reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, in light of the recent carbon dioxide dioxide shortage in Europe, uh, wow, <laughs> which is, I can't read my own typing. That's bad. <laughs> All right, there's a CO2 shortage in Europe, which has caused uh, the supply for demand, the supply for, uh, this is about beer, okay? <laughs> Not a lot of beer in Europe. Plenty here, obviously. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a shortage of CO2 in Europe, which has caused a beer shortage and rationing. Uh, so today's acronym is CO2. What does CO2 mean to you, Michael Sella, who oh. I'm good with? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, guys. Uh, first of all, fuck John. And uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, no. <laughs> Call out two. Is the sequel? Sorry, I fucked it up. Sure. <laughs> CO2 now stands for Call Out 2. Call Out 2. Uh, the sequel to the best-selling video game Call Out thrusts you smack dab in the middle of Call Out culture. Uh, having graduated high school in Call Out 1, Call Out 2 picks up with our hero in the hellscape of an American liberal arts college campus. Well, you'll be surrounded by people who are just not quite as woke as you. Um, you'll need to defend yourself against hordes of feral microaggressions armed with only one weapon, your iPhone's Facebook app. Con <laughs> Construct the perfect call-out post to shame people into seeing things your way. Crush your enemies by getting more likes than them. More likes means more right. And watch out for the regressive left. They'll tolerate just about anything except intolerance. <laughs> By the end of the semester, you'll be ready to take on the final boss, ultimate social justice warrior. <laughs> Defeat him, it's usually a him, and, <laughs> and you get to go home for Christmas and tell your family how fucking smart you are now. <laughs> Call out to available in stores, $49.99, digital download. Very good, very good, Michael Sello. Very good. Very good. Kyle Littleton, what does CO2 mean to you? Have you ever wanted to go to the theater to watch the newest superhero movie without dealing with children? Have you ever been to a party enjoying the sounds of the latest Carrie, uh, Katy Perry album only to have it ruined by a child who doesn't know singing along to a song is the new talking during a film, let alone how to carry an actual damn pitch? Well, we have the product for you. Child Off 2. <laughs> we released Child Off back in 2017, but it only worked uh, on children who hadn't had been vaccinated. <laughs> and of course, we quickly realized our products uh, had major competition with the measles. <laughs> Child Off 2 is the follow-up, but now works on all children, because we believe all children are created shittily. <laughs> with even longer range and a quick spray of CO2, you'll clear a whole park full of kids. 
allowing you to swing on the swings more comfortably, knowing there will be no line for the slide. We, we pay, why pay child support when you can get your hand on a can of CO2 for one-time payment of nine ninety-five? Just listen to this quote from our spokesperson. When ice was first happened, we all thought, what do we do with all these children? But after discovering CO2, all I had to say was, what children? <laughs> Thanks, Donald. Get your can of CO2 today. Very good, very good. Sorry. End of the rubble. Is that Donald Duck? Is that Donald Duck? Brett, no. <laughs> Brett Stoltz, new dad. What, is, what does CO2 mean to you? Practicing for years. Oddly enough, the same exact thing. It's weird. <laughs> uh, in a world <laughs> of magic, mystery, and mayhem, where lawlessness is the only law of the land, stands one creature who, defi- who dares to defy the powers that be. Half chicken, half orc, he's cock orc. That's right, the swashbuckling hero from the 80s returns some 30 years later in this much-anticipated fantasy comedy sequel, CO2, Cock Orc 2, <laughs> Cock Orcs Return. A dark and dangerous adversary that's part flower and part goblin, the Pussy Willow, plagues the far- faraway dreamland of Anal Banglia. Will Cock Orc be triumphant against the Pussy Willow's mass marauders, the Fisters? Find out in CO2, Cock Orc 2, Cock Orcs Return. Will the freedom fighter that is in no way shaped like a phallus or the creation of a comic struggling to make a joke out of the acronym CO2 <laughs> find true love as he protects his adoptive country? All these questions and more will be re- answered in CO2, Cock Orc 2, Cock Orcs Return. <laughs> Live the adventure, feel the adventure, be the adventure. See CO2, Cock Orc 2, Cock Orcs Return in IMAX 3D. Very good. Very good. I just realized that Brett is a dad and also Jesse Jones' son. So that's, uh, <laughs> that was remarkable. Grandpa Jones. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family night. Press three for cock or two. <laughs> okay. Jesse Jones, what, yeah. is, what does CO2 mean to you? Well, as children growing up on their grandparents' farm, <laughs> their presence was always disturbing. It was a slow build. Just give it time. <laughs> Got to unpack this. Most afternoons, they can be found standing motionless just outside the livestock pens, sometimes for hours on end. Finally, in unison, they would each raise a hand, pointing to one animal and speaking in one voice. That one. (laughs) Locals say the chosen animal would fall down dead almost immediately upon being chosen by the two creepy little boys, Augustine and Eustace. (laughs) Since then, they've grown up. Moved to the big city, trading the farm for the club, and and graduating from CLBs, or creepy little boys, to CO2s, creepy older twins. (laughs) (laughs) A. Tyne and E. Tice are both 46 years old. (laughs) Their Their veneers are an unnatural shade of white, which is dangerous to look directly at in daylight, and glow eerily blue under the club lights. When they were kids, they would tell the confused town folk about how they owed Surgat and Agarys 77 souls each, (coughs) and their debt would not be denied. Now as creepy older twins, they tell the sweaty 20-something plur candy girls about how Zeal, Kazo, Gammer, and Duyagi are, 
and they're pretty sure at least one of those DJs is made up, but they couldn't say for sure which. They're also pretty sure when they call things zeal, donk, or riffle, that they're just trying to create new slang, which is inherently impossible to prove, but doesn't make it any less fucking weird. All of mine are so long tonight, I apologize. <laughs> As kids, they would tell people that in order to see God, you must first destroy one of his creatures and root around what remains for his proof. Now they say, if you're going to Lucidity this year, you, sh you have to get a shift pod, and somehow that makes even less sense. <laughs> see? <laughs> so sure, a pair of 10-year-olds who somehow always seem to be directly behind you when you turn around, no matter how recently you just saw them, <laughs> is creepy, but a pair of sniffly, slightly overweight, identical twins in their mid-40s with rhinestones on the back of their pockets <laughs> who never seem to not be rubbing their gums, muttering, oh, goddamn, <laughs> is just CO2. <laughs> Very good. That was Reorganization. Which brings us to our next segment called Topical Haiku Challenge. Are you guys ready? Good. Uh, please have written three haiku and recorders. I was crammed inside her home <laughs> in filthy conditions, obviously. Uh, haiku go <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> okay, this one's called uh, Winter is Coming. <laughs> um, brother Chihuahua, fucking sister Chihuahua, on an all new game of bones. <laughs> 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 Family pride. Good effort, puppies. But you know my fam still wins in number of inbreds. Brett <laughs> <laughs> Stoltz. Too old for this shit. A haiku by <laughs> Detective Murtaugh. Drugs, drug dealers, gangs, pimps. Nothing ever prepared me for. I Chihuahua. <laughs> was there at very, 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 very. Jesse Jones, your first uh, of three. The first is titled My Headline. 82 shivering dogs pretended to be a British woman. <laughs> Mike, your second <laughs> of three. Uh, this is called Rejected Disney Sequels. <laughs> um, 82 Chihuahuas by the award winning author of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> uh, Very good. And I said 101, but it's two syllables. Okay. <laughs> 101. 101. 101 Dalmatians. This huh. one is titled A Helping Paw. Girl found dead in home. 82 friends come together to dig up her grave. <laughs> Uh, hoarder's Delight. Dog, 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 Jesus, dog, dog, newspapers, dog, dog. Very good. Jesse, you're second of three. Um, this is the first of several inside jokes for the evening. My second one is titled Crispin. <laughs> Oi! What's all this in? Is flats overrun with big Spanish rats, isn't it? 
Very good. Hashtag Jojo Lewis. <laughs> Very good. Friend of the show. That'll be episode, I don't know, early episode. And your third of three, Mike Sella. Uh, this is called Gotta Fetch Em All. <laughs> uh, poor lady so blind, she thought these chihuahuas were Pokemon characters. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. This one is titled Caught Paw-Handed. Uh, <laughs> British police say they found possibly 82 cute murder suspects. <laughs> uh, I don't think chihuahuas are cute, but I was really stressing out about this one. I couldn't figure out another word other than cute. So, <laughs> What was your thought process? When you, uh... <laughs> uh, my thought process was I fucking hate haikus. <laughs> Very good. Very good. That's fair. That's fair. New enemy. Feeling the love. Uh, this one's entitled Roman Polanski's Chihuahua Town. Oh boy. She's my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter, my sister. Okay, you guys need to go watch Chinatown to get that <laughs> joke. Fuck, all right, yikes. Very good. <laughs> Very good. New dad. New dad. That guy's a new dad. Heady references dad. aren't going to go over to see. Jesse Jones, bring yes. us home with the third of three topical uh, haiku. My last is titled, Finally, Quiet. Questioned her neighbors, tears streaming down their faces, couldn't stop smiling. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the Topical Haiku Challenge. Thank you, gentlemen, for that. Yes. Which brings us to our next segment. This was Today Once. Uh, Mike Sella, on this date... 1860, English physician and endocrinologist Thomas Addison died. Uh, Also on this very date, 2007, Apple releases its first mobile phone, the iPhone. Uh, How did you choose to celebrate these events in tandem? Um, Well, this segment is going to be a uh, everyone play segment. So I don't know if you guys know, Thomas Addison um, discovered Addison's disease. I guess he knew he had it in him, but uh, (laughs) it's a degenerative disease of the adrenal glands, and he also discovered he discovered a bunch of diseases um, caused by failure to absorb vitamin B12. Um, So what I've done is uh, in in honor of iPhone coming out whenever you said it was two thousand seven. They and the doctor's disease, dude. um, (laughs) I have downloaded the uh, WebMD app on my Android device. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I'd like to invite you guys to uh, name some of your favorite symptoms. Uh, I've, uh, I've plugged myself in as a 32-year-old male, <laughs> even though I'm 26. And um, so just you want to shout out a symptom, and we'll see what we collectively have hmm. Okay. as a um, crowd. Yeah. Uh, it, itch. What, what do you got? No. no he's He'll gonna look it up he's for you. Yeah, he's yeah. covering it. That's a symptom of being poor, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do have Wi-Fi, if you like. It's true. Hard of hearing. Hard of hearing, <laughs> okay. There you go. Hearing, I'm going to put hearing. Okay. Hearing impairment, maybe? Loss. Oh, All there right. you go, yeah. I'm just trying to make this be longer than one of Jesse's. You've got to run for your money. Not possible. <laughs> okay, we'll do three, and then we'll see what we have. All right. Eczema. Eczema. Is okay. that a symptom, or is that a... Uh, okay. All right. Okay, they're right. very specific. Ankle, head, uh, what laryngeal. What sort of eczema? We'll do bladder eczema, okay? Ooh. Ugh. And um, last symptom. 
In, whoa. Mm. That comes from a real place. Uh, okay, so it looks like we have... This is like car talk. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, we might have um, aspirin poisoning <laughs> or multiple sclerosis. Um, but I think wow. we, we've all been stabbed. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, damn. That's oh, the end of my segment. Thanks. Very good, Mike. That was good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that needs to be a show <laughs> that you just did. I'm not kidding. Talk to us after. 50-50 door split. Okay. Kyle Littleton. Uh, I don't know if you know about Kyle. He's a, he's a, can I say it? Can I tell? Yeah. He I has eczema. No, uh, no. <laughs> Uh, he's a, a pretty successful magician. He's been on Penn and Teller's Fool Us, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be doing a show here later uh, in the next month. Yeah, yeah, July thirteenth. Called Top Hats and and something else. Yep. Hoodies and top hats. <laughs> nope. Top hats top and hoodies. Hats and there you go. There top hats that wears stand-up comedy and close-up magic. So uh, come yeah. check that out. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Kyle. On this date, 1864, 99 people were killed in Canada's worst railway disaster near St. Hilaire, Quebec. Uh, also on this date, 1888, Australian gangster Squizzy Taylor was born. <laughs> Good old Squizzy. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, in celebrating the birth of the famed gangster, Squizzly Taylor, I spent the day doing Squizzly-style things. <laughs> I, uh, I got a prostitute. I, uh, I sold cocaine and robbed a man of every cent. Uh, he was homeless, so his money was predominantly change-based. Uh, <laughs> Squizzy be, uh, being famous for illegal bookmaking, I of course had to do some of that myself. So I downloaded an illegal PDF file of Harry Potter and uploaded the file to print at bookbabyprinting.com. <laughs> I had to order them in a run of 100 and at $2.36 each, uh, it cost me well over the $8.95 it would have to just buy the book at Target. <laughs> but it was well worth for the love of the tradition. Uh, after having after having some outback outback steakhouse for dinner, uh, speaking only in ethnic Australian to order, I ended my day by going down to the train tracks to mourn the death of all 99 victims of the tragic train incident of 1864. To pay my respects, I took the 99 pennies I stole from that homeless man, and I laid them out on the track. Took a moment of silence after the watching them get smashed by the passing train. The squashed pennies I then collected and gifted them all to my Coke clients as, I hand, uh, as handcrafted snort trays because, <laughs> because giving is what the holidays are all really about. <laughs> Very good, Kyle. Very good. Very good. Uh, Kyle's really good at magic. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you know that. Brett. On this date, 1953, American singer, songwriter, guitarist Don Dawkin of Dawkin was born. Uh, also on this very date, 1995 space shuttle program STS-71 Mission Atlantis docks with the Russian space station Mir for the very first time. Uh, how did you celebrate Dawkin and Dock <laughs> and Dawkin? It's not until now that I realized that there's like a little theme. That's I'm okay. It's, it's not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you hear this, it's not okay. <laughs> uh, I spent last night, like I spend most nights, alone and on my couch. But last night was just a little different. I decided to treat myself. I dined on beluga caviar and Russian vodka. Little did I know that it would not only unleash a firestorm of intestinal woes, but that it would give me the most lucid and violent dream I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. 
It started with me floating in a black void. My only source of light was the faint twinkling of distant stars. I managed to get my bearings. I wasn't simply floating in space. I was floating in something that was floating in space. <laughs> it was the goddamn Mir space station. My cosmonaut comrades were enjoying a hearty meal of rehydrated borscht, but they paid me no attention. I bobbed and drifted within the safety of fine former Soviet Union engineering, listening to the dulcet tones of Don Dawkins' voice as he squealed about the dream warriors. Somehow, my subconscious pulled from my knowledge of obscure 80s movie trivia and flooded my sleeping journey with the marvelous talent of the band Dawkins. Of course, that's not all my subconscious summoned into my sleeping mind. No, I didn't dream about Freddy Krueger. Yes, it would make sense I would have dreamt about him because everyone knows Dawkins recorded the song Dream Warriors for A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors. <laughs> fucking duh. <laughs> this wasn't some cliche dream. No, I found myself floating with Patricia Arquette and Lawrence Fishburne, cast members of the 1987 film. <laughs> we waxed philosophical about their careers. They were themselves from 1987. So they had no idea what future projects they would, they would do. Patricia was delighted to hear she'd work with David Lynch. But she was dismayed to learn she'd settle someday for a paycheck from NBC. Fishburne would not believe me that he would eventually go by Lawrence instead of Larry. <laughs> we continued our chat, but our Russian crew members grew concerned as klaxons wailed and red lights flashed. Someone shouted something like, you shit the bed again. <laughs> it was the Atlantis coming into dock, but someone, me, was not there to make sure their alignment was flawless. Even in my dreams, I'm a fuck up. <laughs> Perhaps this explains my unemployment. The space shuttle... But it's not awkwardy. <laughs> what about the baby? Okay, sorry. By the way, that's, oh, yeah. that's a whole ruse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish a lot I of really, target gift cards. I wish, <laughs> I really, uh, wish I really did have hearing loss now. Uh, <laughs> the space shuttle Atlantis missed its connection, pierced the side of the mirror, and seconds Lawrence Fishburne, Patricia Arquette, and countless screaming cosmonauts joined me in the vacuum of space. As I waited for my lungs to burst, or whatever the fuck lungs do when they're exposed to an oxygen-less environment, <laughs> someone tugged on my arm. I looked to my left, and there was Don Dawkins wearing medical scrubs, pleading with me to stay with him. <laughs> when I came to, my wife was standing over me while an EMT checked my vitals. You shit the bed. Again, she informed me. <laughs> Oops. I managed. Don, the EMT, told me I went into subacute shock after consuming high levels of mercury found in the beluga caviar paired with trace amounts of uranium in the vodka. <laughs> This is what I get for buying Winco brand caviar and vodka. <laughs> the EMT left. My wife went to work and my daughter went to daycare. I sat alone. When I turned on the TV, a replay of the docking of Atlantis and Mir was on. Moments after the American crew boarded the Mir, a tiny scrawl appeared across the screen. A string of celebrity birthdays. Don Dockin turned 65 today. <laughs> Very good. Brett Stoltz. Father. Author. <laughs> Man, those kids are going to get some fucking bedtime stories. Uh, Very good. Uh, what's your name again? Jesse uh. Jones. Okay. On this date, 2012, after five years of marriage, American actors Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes announced their divorce plans to divorce. Mm -hmm. uh, also on this very date, 1444 Skanderbeg uh, defeats the Ottoman invasion force of Toravoli. Violi. T-O-R... V-I-O-L-L. Not important. Torvio. I don't mention it again. It's not important. Go. <laughs> Skanderberg <laughs> defeats the Ottoman invasion force at that place. Yeah. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I'm sorry, John. <laughs> 
What was the second story about again? Skanderbeg. Skanderbeg! (laughs) 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 To fully enjoy this, go back and listen to the episode titled Skanderbeg. Right. (laughs) Skanderbeg did something else on this day. You have summoned Skanderbeg! (laughs) Skanderbeg is no bullshit Bloody Mary or Beetlejuice (laughs) with the needing three-time summon. Or even the buller shitter Candyman with his ludicrous five. Skanderbeg can be summoned with just two mentions of Skanderbeg. <laughs> Though Skanderbeg might also manifest if you simply say Skanderbeg once. Or whenever Skanderbeg wishes to appear because you hold no dominion over Skanderbeg. <laughs> Skanderbeg knows who put the bop in the bop shoe bop shoe bop. <laughs> And whether or not you should stay or you should go. <laughs> when Skanderbeg gets bored, Skanderbeg creates whimsically impractical animals for to amuse Skanderbeg! Horseshoe crab, Skanderbeg. Stingray, Skanderbeg. Narwhal, Skanderbeg! Whenever you see a creature, with the telltale bulky one end, with the pointy point sticking off in one direction or the other. Ha ha! That is signature silly animal design of Skanderbeg! Skanderbeg stared into the abyss, and Skanderbeg stared back. If you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. You are Skanderbeg! So what did I do today in honor of Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes, and Skanderbeg, you ask? Why, I spent the afternoon pounding my fist on the ground, leaping about on my home's furnishings, (laughs) desperately attempting to convince the universe of my actual verifiable love of Skanderbeg! And so then, did it work? Well... Why doesn't everyone look under their seats and you tell me? Oh, too slow. Skanderbeg! (laughs) Very good. That was, this was Today Once. Yes. I love that people walked in in the middle of that. That makes me happy. Just walking down Broadway, some guy shouting inside. This next segment is called Department of Tourism. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, You've all been hired as the tourism director. Of the following places, Mike Sella, the place that uh, you should make us want to come visit, is Great Again America. (laughs) Great Again America. Turn it up. All the way up. All the way up. All the way up. Hey, y'all! How y'all doing? Welcome to Great Again America! Watch your step, everyone! Put on one of these red, make American hat, hard hats and stuff. Most of the bullets, not necessarily the automatic weapons. But just stay the fuck out of the way of everybody's freedom and you'll be fine. Uh, which reminds me, y'all can go ahead and load up on ammo at the bar there and be sure to grab some prescription medication as long as you don't have any pre-existing. Hey, hey, wait, not you. Who let this Mexican in? Who let this Mexican in here? How'd you get over to what? Hey, Larry? Larry, we got another ladder climber again. Okay, walk this way. Walk this way. Uh, I'll tell you to your, your, your rental hummers, all white interior, all white exterior, most importantly, okay? And all, all y'all can leave your kids here. We like to separate 
kids, <laughs> parents, but don't worry. We have a special daycare area. It's video game free. That way no one turns out violent. Oh! Oh, he got me! I, I've, I've been shot right in my fat double, double cheeseburger ass. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. Sorry, I got in the way of freedom unless it was a terrorist, which in that case, oh, no, it was a white guy. It's usually... Usually a white guy. Okay, folks, well, I don't technically have health care. I'm just a poor guy. Uh, but you know, someday Emperor Donald's going to make us all rich. Where y'all going? Wait, wait, come back. <laughs> Very good. Great again, America. Great again, America. I wasn't going to do it that hard, but then Jesse committed to scandal. Very good. Back, so yeah. peeking, out, peeking out the system. That's all right. <laughs> very good. Very good. Nice. Kyle Littleton. That, yeah, much? yeah. No, sit, <laughs> no, sit next to it. It was very stressful. That was, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good time. I'm, uh, I feel out of breath, but I wasn't even doing the bit. <laughs> I, I really commit your, uh, your dedication to it. That was, uh, that was very impressive. Thanks. Kyle, Kyle's a great magician. <laughs> yes. There we go. Kyle. Yeah. Sorry to do this to you now. Uh, take us to <laughs> Abracadabraopolis. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, do you want a shopping experience like uh, Diagon Alley, but without the chance of running into mudbloods? <laughs> Have you ever wanted a place to shop for robes and spell books, but without having to deal with the muggles or Jews? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Well, then Abracadabraopolis is the place for you. Abracadabraopolis also offers unaffordable housing to keep the Wesleys and the blacks out. Mm. Fresh CO2 is pumped through the air to keep muggle children from ever being seen. See, we created Abracadabraopolis with every member of Slytherin in mind. And since Lord Voldemort has been defeated, and we know you have felt defeated as well, but with the rise of Trump in Abracadabraopolis, you can finally feel proud to be a Slytherin again. Mention this tour when you step into the Magic Wand Shop to redeem for a free copy of 50 sexually suggestive wand moves. <laughs> Each one guaranteed to make the guys in the workplace laugh while making the women uncomfortable. <laughs> very, very good. I didn't know if we were going to do the more reading. Very good. Very good, Kyle. Very good. Okay, fuck. Mr. Stoltz? Yeah. Make us want to come to so... <laughs> you said make us want to Make us want to go. <laughs> make us want to come some more. Uh, make us want to go to the town of so better than Ewington. So better than Ewington. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is so better than Ewington. Oh, your phone told you that? Cute. <laughs> All of our homes start at, well, if you have to ask, then you probably can't afford one. You'll notice that all of our neighborhoods are built at a dramatic angle, making it easier for all of us to look down on all of you. <laughs> We're a well-educated community. <laughs> Ivy League schools, please. Leave that for the Philistines. 98% of us graduated from very small, very exclusive, very liberal, liberal arts colleges scattered throughout New England. The other 2% made their fortunes creating designer drugs sold solely at musical festivals featuring bands that don't even exist yet. We are a pet-friendly community. All of our four-legged children hold MFAs from schools like RISD. Nobody's perfect. And we do offer a tax break to people who own, breed, or Instagram photos of French bulldogs. All of our water is halal, GMO-free, and organic. It's made fresh every day by artisanal aguaneers. 
Of course, we don't actually say artisanal. That's a word we use so people like you can understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Our libraries are filled with the latest issues of The New Yorker and the entire works of Jonathan Franzen. I mean, should we really be reading anything else? <laughs> The bulk of our economy comes from meta-tech startups. Startups that start up to help startups. <laughs> Most of our residents double as independent creatives, specializing in the curation of the perfect online persona. Fun fact, we breed the goats used in your goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Thus concludes the tour of So Better Than Ewington. That sound you hear isn't a roaring river. It's the sound of audible eye rolls after you took a selfie at the So Better Than Ewington welcome sign. <laughs> Very good, Brett Stoltz. Very good. Very good. Jesse Jones, yep. take us to Funk Harbor. Uh-huh. Funk Harbor. <laughs> w- welcome to Funk Harbor. <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face, your senses are simply being assaulted by Funk Harbor's overpowering charm. Don't feel bad if our strong, small-town values make your eyes water a little. (laughs) It's our wholesome feeling of community that'll truly take your breath away. (laughs) Unfortunately, you arrived at our shores in difficult times. The local fishing industry in the Funk Harbor region recently dried up. This isn't to say that there is a scarcity of fish in in Pungent Bay. As, as the enormous mounds of unsold aquatic corpses littering our docks will no likely attest. Uh, instead, it's due to a sudden and near unanimous decision made by the locals to adopt a new fad diametra pescatarian diet, <laughs> which, as the name implies, allows for the eating of any and all meat except for fish. <laughs> So that ever-growing mountain of rotting sea life gathering on our docks is a living, writhing, silent protest by our proud, stubborn fishermen in the face of uh, Funk Harbor, which is sadly leaving them behind. (laughs) On the bright side, this weekend, Funk Harbor will be hosting its 77th annual Micro-Cheesery Festival. (laughs) Everyone in town makes their finest homemade small-batch craft cheeses. That's craft with a C, not a K, silly. Uh, Grandma Reek's Vady Blue Stilton will certainly be a favorite for the green ribbon. <laughs> but Officer Stench is threatening to dig up a casket of fermented Limburger <laughs> that is a uh, grandfather buried in Cadaver's Breath Swamp <laughs> back when he was a boy. So it's anybody's game. <laughs> or if it's a heady mix of athleticism and camaraderie you're looking for, next week Funk Harbor will be home of Grapple-a-thon 17, a three-day, two-night amateur wrestling tournament and convention. Festivities will once again be held in the unair-conditioned, poorly ventilated, <laughs> multi-purpose room of Senator P.U. Akron Senior High School. Do be aware, participants and spectators alike, that Funk Harbor City Council has issued an elevated taxar warning for the next month due to the high toxic aquatic carcass seepage and runoff levels in the groundwater. The shower facilities will not be available <laughs> after the conclusion of Grapplethon. It's also not advised to swim in the waters of Pungent Bay 
when the steaming yellow froth is present, <laughs> which, as locals will tell you, is 345 days of the year. <laughs> Very good. That was a segment called Department of Tourism. <laughs> you did that whole thing without saying fart. That was incredibly impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's the lowest hanging <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go, you know, funk. Musically? Yeah. I think your mic is... Yeah. Well, that's why I don't touch it. There it is. Yeah. I, I see stinks. where you think I'm going. Mic stinks. And then I, I head fake. You zig where I zig. And try do a shitty nose plugged uh, voice Very for like four minutes. Very good. Very good. Yeah. We all enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, that brings us to our uh, final segment. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's called, <laughs> it's called write, a, write a Slam Poem About It. Uh, gentlemen, please have written a slam poem <laughs> in regard to the following topics. Mike Sella, please have written a slam poem in regard to Italians. <laughs> He's Italian. It's fine. Italian. Yeah, that's going to be important for later. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. <laughs> okay, can you put the gunshots back on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I googled slam poetry, so I also <laughs> lost my voice on the last one. So here we go. <coughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannoli <laughs> and the stromboli and some ravioli. And don't forget the aioli. Holy moly, all y'all's words rhyme with goalie. But y'all ain't even y'all ain't even make the World Cup. How does that feel? Maybe like it feels when I hit you in the eye with a big pizza pie, bitch. That's amore. And I got more to say about you, Dago. Greaseball wops. Organizing crime and fucking with the cops. <laughs> Come to this country, got oppressed by the wasps. When all you did was get jobs and work hard. Selling <laughs> olive oil or fixing pipes like Super Mario. Think it's time we said sorry, yo. <laughs> Y'all were the backbone of our economy. You make soprasada and salamami. Uh, <laughs> it's not you, it's Mamma Mia. Well... <laughs> At this point, I'm all out of breath, so let me hop on my Vespa. But before I go, <laughs> let me toss this dough and make you an offer you can't refuse. Take it, I promise you can't lose. I need you to get up on your feet, y'all, and eat this spicy meatball. <laughs> Ciao. Arrivederci. All right. Thank you. Uh, DJ Khaled. Oh. Very good. Mike Sella, he's Italian. Okay. <laughs> Again, that is important. Totally, totally Italian. That's why I gave Both you. Sides. Okay. All the way back. Um, my favorite part of my day today was Mike and I were sitting in a like an office building, and yeah. we both looked at each other like, "What is slam poetry?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he told me who to Google. Yeah, so. so we sat there and watched Watsky videos, and then the longer Sella sat there and watched the video, his face got more and more aggressive. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just when I thought I was the whitest person. Yeah, ever. yeah. <laughs> <I> yeah. <just> <laughs> like, he had wrote that whole thing, and then he watched the Watsky video, and he's like, I got to add the word bitch. Like, that was how the, <laughs> so the whole thing went. Very good. Very he's good. He's a great magician, everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, Kyle, I would like to hear your slam poet poem uh, about your love of trivia. All right. Your love of trivia. Yeah, that was a newfound love. I didn't know about it, <laughs> yeah. but it's, uh, it's exciting. Um, my heart goes crazy with your questions of who said it. RBG or Notorious B.I.G. Who is the man who lives in the tree? Zacchaeus, that's me. <laughs> me, me, me. That's all I thought till I met you. Most relationships cause guys to separate from friends, but you have drawn us closer together again, again and again. 
you know how to get under my skin. Once again, you ask your snobby film questions. Make me feel like, I've, like a fraud after finding out I was wrong. Drew Seeley did do the voiceover of the song that I thought was Zac Efron all along. <laughs> thong, thong, thong. The average strap is only six inch long. What's the name of that song? The one I know all along? One that made me come, come, come to trivia night all night long? Search for the best spots, bars, and who could help our team when it came to questions about the hottest pop stars. These questions may not help me make my love for you visual. One thing's for sure, bitch, our love ain't <laughs> trivial. <laughs> you caused me to grow. You taught me what color yellow is most commonly found in snow. <laughs> and one thing for sure, I love you more than you'll ever know. Even when the grand prize is low and the questions are dull, I'll be here with an open pen and pad to write down what needs to be said. Trivia night's not dead. <laughs> very good, pal. That got very real at the end. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, um, uh, Brett Stoltz. Yes, I too had a Google slam poetry. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, well. Like my pastiness right there. Yeah. Through. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. I wrote a second verse. Well, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett Stoltz, let's hear a slam poem about uh, funerals. Funerals. Talk that shit. <laughs> Tell that lie. Spread those rumors. <laughs> but when you die, when you're dead, when you're worm food, when you're taking your dirt nap, know that I'll have the final word. Nieces and nephews nosh on Costco sandwiches while great aunts and uncles weep. But I speak the truth. I speak the rude truth. <laughs> you never sent out thank you cards. You never tipped more than 5%. You did pocket other people's change. You fucked your brother's wife. <laughs> people will interject. People will say, let him rest in peace. But how can we live in peace when you were such a piece of shit? <laughs> I'm about to put fun back in funeral for all the funerals. You all are some assholes. You don't deserve our respect when you're rotting and lying. Your wake is going to be woke <laughs> when I tell the truth at your funeral. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And the final prompt of the night goes to Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones, yeah. uh, please have written a poem about your greatest fear. Yeah. It'll be very clear not have to look up slam poetry. <laughs> I did have to look up the spelling of a word. Um, that's what I was doing just now. Uh, this, uh, this, this piece is inspired by the rest of my body of work this evening. It is my greatest fear. R E V I T Y Brev it 
right. And uh, that was Stab. Uh, one more time for all the contestants you've seen. Mike Sella, Kyle Littleton, Brett Stoltz, Jesse Jones. If you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, uh, the primary of which being Stab for Gold, Stab the number four gold.com. Also go to stabcomedytheater.com. Uh, check out next time we're going to do over here every Friday at 10 o'clock. Uh, thank you. Good night. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>